on this episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. There was a uh, restaurant I was at and they have these very high top tables with high top chairs. And I stood on top of the bar table to get the shot and the manager runs over and says, you need to get down. That's not okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, hold on, let me get the shot and then I'll get down. <laughs> In Spanish, its name means the Meadows. You might know it as the entertainment capital of the world, Lost Wages, or simply Sin City. Of course, I'm talking about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. On average, 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, and I'm one of them. I love this city. The sights, the sounds, the shows, the people, the history. I want to share all of it with you. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 56 of the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me for this little podcast adventure to what I like to think of as the best city in the world, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Before we get rolling into this episode of the podcast, I want to thank my guest from the last episode of the show, Kate Lane, a Las Vegas-based escort who was kind enough to join me on the podcast to take us behind the curtain into the escort industry in Sin City. She shared her story of how she ended up living in Las Vegas, how and why she became an escort, and some of the common misconceptions surrounding people working in the industry. If you haven't had a chance to listen as of yet, jump into the archives wherever you get your podcasts and search out episode number 55, Interview with an Escort, or head to the website at jeffdoesvegas.com. Okay, on to the show. As I've mentioned in pretty much every one of my trip reports, my favorite Las Vegas topic to discuss is food. And one of the most common questions I get asked regarding food is where to go for late night eats. Now, I could ramble on about food forever, but to help me out and keep things on track, I've decided to enlist the assistance of a professional. My guest for this episode of the podcast is Lindsay Stewart, aka the Las Vegas foodie. Lindsay is a Vegas-based food Instagrammer. She's one of those people you see at restaurants trying to get that perfect shot of whatever she happens to be eating to share with her over 200,000 followers. I asked Lindsay to hop on the show with me to share her favorite spots for a late night bite to eat both on and off the Vegas Strip. And in the process, she shared the story of her move to Las Vegas, what inspired her to start an Instagram feed of her favorite meals, and some of the cool experiences she's gotten to have since starting her Instagram feed. Please enjoy my conversation with Lindsay Stewart. I came from Los Angeles, actually. My husband and I moved to Vegas six years ago. And um, we were just kind of tired of the day-to-day, and I really wanted to move to Vegas because I wanted to be a cocktail server. It was like just something I've always wanted to do. Um, I was a server, you know, all through college. My my dad owned a pizza place when we were in high school. I've worked in restaurants all throughout high school, so I really have that hospitality background. Um, And when we were in L.A. after I graduated college, I was just kind of doing this nine to five accounting job. And, you know, LA is just very expensive to live. 
And my husband and I were not married at the time. We were just uh, dating and we had this wild idea because actually him and his friends are all poker players. So they would all play poker um, in L.A. at the Commerce Casino. And I was just tired of my my job. I said, why don't we just quit or I'll just quit my job. Why don't we move to Vegas? You, you know, really go for the poker thing. And I want to be your cocktail server. And he you know, thought about it and then said, okay, fine, let's, let's try it. So we did. And, um, we moved and we got this awesome apartment right on the strip for a few years. And we would just kind of walk to the strip and, and explore all of the restaurants and bars and all the amazing places that Las Vegas had to offer. So, it was such a great time. I, I got a job at a restaurant. I did not start as a cocktail server, but then I did end up getting uh, a cocktail serving job at Giada. I don't know if you've been to that restaurant. I have not, but it is definitely on my list of places to check out. Yeah, it's been there for a few years now. I want to say five, I think this summer will be their sixth year, actually. But it's wonderful. It has a great view of the Strip and overlooking the Bellagio Fountains. You know, it's right on Flamingo in Las Vegas boulevard there's like not another a better iconic corner right in vegas um and it used to be the barbary coast that uh, cromwell so there's a lot of history with that too but yeah anyway i became a cocktail server there for a while and really got the taste of the union and being on the strip and it was it was wonderful until i took this on full time and was able to quit that and i've been doing this food instagram live full time for the last two years now it's been great and so what got you into the idea of of being a food Instagrammer? I mean, there are literally thousands of people doing this. Um, you're one of the, I, I would say you're one of the elites. You you just recently celebrated a, a milestone. You just hit, was it 200,000 followers on Instagram? I did, yes. That's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea it would ever get to this, honestly. I had not even a clue. So when we when we started... It was basically right when we moved here, like I said, we were kind of able just to go anywhere whenever we wanted because being from L.A., anytime we wanted to go, we were from a, sub a suburb outside of L.A., and anytime we wanted to go into L.A., it would take about an hour and a half, uh -huh. you know, or an hour, and that's if there's no traffic. So just being right there on the strip, you know, traffic doesn't stop us from eating at a restaurant. I mean, of course, some restaurants are more expensive than others, but... I said, let's just start. I want to write down on all these places where we're going and because there's so much to choose from. So I eventually had a, I had a list in my notes, right, of my iPhone of like places I wanted to go and places we had already been. And then I said, I'll just start an Instagram. I'm just going to start taking pictures of it so we can kind of keep track like that. That's literally where it started. It was just just to keep track of where we were eating because, you know, all the restaurants rotate and throughout the strip. So yeah, it was, it was just a fun thing to do. And so two years you've been at this now, you said full time, right? Full time. I've been doing it two years, but I've had the blog since we've actually, since we've moved to town, but I started taking it seriously about four years ago. So I've had the account for a long time. And then I noticed as it was, we were kind of growing, um, or my followers would grow here and there. I started seeing other people in Las Vegas who were kind of doing the same thing I was doing. So we started linking up and we go to restaurants together and 
because my husband was a little embarrassed when I started standing on the chair taking a photo, you know, of, of our food. Right. And he would just look around and go, can you please hurry up? You know, your people are staring and my food's getting cold. So it was really nice to be able to kind of find other people who were doing the same thing I was doing. And, and so all of us would stand on chairs together and they would hold hold things for you. And I would, you know, hold things for them. And it, it's like this whole community of foodies. It's really, really interesting and so much fun. I've met so many amazing people and some of my very best friends I met doing this. So it's been a blessing all around, to be honest. I was just going to ask about that because I know like I've found through the podcasting community, for example, that everyone is, is very supportive of each other. They're very helpful of each other. They'll share shows, they'll share episodes, they'll appear on each other's podcasts. I came from the world of radio where somebody would stab you in the eyeball with a ballpoint pen to take your job if they possibly could. So, So it was so different being in, in that community it's interesting to hear you say that very similar principles uh, uh, apply to this this foodie and this Instagram community because I guess I always kind of had it in my head that it was really cutthroat and everybody was really competitive and everybody was really fighting over over viewers and and over followers. So to hear that really that makes me happy that it's not like that. Well, I should say that it's not really like that in Vegas, but I have heard it being very cutthroat in other cities. So uh, I think we're very lucky to have our kind of niche of people here in our group. Um, yeah, there hasn't knock on wood been things like that. Um, but yeah, I've definitely heard of that in LA, New York where it's very cutthroat and people are not as nice. <laughs> you, you mentioned it's standing on a chair to get that perfect shot. Have, have you had any um, incidents or injuries related to taking Instagram photos for your feet? No, thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. I think I've definitely dropped things off of plates before, and I've certainly broken plates before, which is very embarrassing. And, you know, and especially being a server my entire life. I mean, I've done that a million times. But when you're when you're at a restaurant taking photos of food and that happens, it just feels very different. <laughs> so, but yeah, luckily I haven't fallen off a chair or anything like that. I did. I did. There was a, a restaurant I was at and it was upstairs. Actually it was Chayo. It's at the link. I remember this very vividly. They had a big foodie um, influencer group there and they have these very high top tables with high top chairs, you know, like the bar seating kind or bar tables. Mm-hmm. And I stood on top of the bar table to get the shot and the manager runs over and says, you need to get down. That's not okay. (laughs) So (laughs) I said, hold on, let me get the shot and then I'll get down. (laughs) (laughs) The food Instagramming, has it opened up any doors for you? Have you had any really cool, uh, memorable experiences because of what you're doing? Have you been able to maybe get into some places that the average schmo like me can't get into? I mean, yes, <laughs> uh, the experience is that it has opened doors and, uh, I mean, we get invited to all sorts of media events and previews and, and dinners. The, I think there's some very notable highlights like the Hakkasan, uh, dinner. I've never been to Hakkasan before. There's so many different foods that I've never even considered or even have known about. Um, and I wouldn't have tried without being invited to taste taste it at these um, amazing 
restaurants. So yeah, Hakkasan is a very notable one because they do like this golden week. It's the Chinese New Year and they have it every year. And that for some reason sticks out because it just always blows my mind. They just go over the top. Um, and the food there is so cool and so good and the ambiance. And I really like that spot. But I'd never eaten there before. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just talking to my husband right before this interview. But, we, you know, we were invited to check out the Maverick helicopter. And we did a tour on the helicopter across the strip, you know, down and back. And that was unbelievable. So there's definitely and I'm sure you know there's so many other experiences that I'm probably uh missing but you know we get invited to openings and I I mean I would I don't want to say I'm sure I'll get invited but you never know like some the new casinos that are going to be opening soon and I mean there's one that's uh being built downtown right and then there's a resorts world that hopefully we'll be able to check out but yeah it's been unbelievable to be honest very, very cool. Well, I'm glad that I was able to uh, nail you down and secure some time with you, Lindsay, because I have a very important topic that I want to discuss with you. And it's something that I get asked about a lot. I mean, Las Vegas is a 24-7 town for the most part. People are out and about at all hours of the day and all hours of the night. So I want to talk with you about late night eats. This is something that people ask me about on a very regular basis. They've gone out for their night on the town. They're wrapping up. They've finished up at the clubs. They've finished up at their shows. They've finished up their gambling, but they're not quite ready to head back to the room yet because they got that, that grumble in their tummy and they're looking for a good bite to eat. So I thought you would be the perfect person to discuss this with. I've kind of got it in my mind of of how I want this to go. I thought that maybe we could start with your favorite late night spots to eat on the strip and maybe provide uh, some menu suggestions as well, if you can. So, okay, are we talking, are we starting at like the south end of the strip or the north end? Because those are two kind of different... So, you know, the strip is three miles apart, so, Man, or does I, it really matter? I, I, I didn't know we were, we were going this deep geographically. <laughs> I <laughs> makes a difference. <laughs> Let's start at the north end of the strip and work our way south. Okay, we could do that. So now, okay, well, now we're, ha- now I really have to think about this. So I'm thinking we're on the north end, so we're by like the wind, right? We're at that wind and kind of Venetian area. I mean, Venetian's got so many restaurants, but Wynn has, they have Allegro. That's amazing. I think that's open until 6 a.m., I believe. They have some of the best pizza, too. It's like cracker thin, so highly recommend. Just outside of the Wynn is, of course, Tacos El Gordo. Yes. So have you been there, that taco spot? I have not, but again, this is another one of those places that's on my list. Okay, yeah, it's great for street tacos, for sure, especially late night. Let me just go all the way to the Cosmo. Okay. Because <laughs> that's where I'm at for Secret Pizza. Ah, uh, yes. Secret Pizza was on my list as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's like perfect drunk food right there. You can't go wrong. And Beauty and Essex at Cosmo is one of my favorites as well. And they always have – I like to kind of belly up to the bar and get that um, shrimp cocktail appetizer. They, like, soak the shrimp and brine them in this particular – whatever dressing they use. Uh, so, so good. And then of course those, um, mac and cheese soup up soup dumplings. 
Oh my God. So good. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you need to go to the, to beauty and Essex. I always recommend the, so the Cosmo is like my favorite hotel. So that's really what I center a lot of things around, which I you've been to, right? Yes. Oh yeah. N- numerous times, numerous times. Just the whole ambiance of the whole place. It just feels so fun and exciting. And all the food there seems to be so good. Mm-hmm. So um, the one one place I wanted to bring up was Citizen. And that's inside of Mandalay Bay. And they're open 24 hours, I believe. But they have some really good food there. So that place, I feel like, gets overlooked a lot. Do you have any suggestions? Secret Pizza was definitely on my list of late night places. It's funny. It always kind of comes up when people ask about best pizza in Vegas. I see it on Facebook groups. People will will mention, oh, Secret Pizza, it's the best pizza in Vegas. I don't feel that it is the best pizza in Vegas, but it is really good, as you put it. It's good late night drunk pizza. Mm -hmm. Like 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning, I'm stumbling back to my hotel room and I really am just craving a slice of pizza. My my drunk radar just homes right in on secret pizza and takes me right there. It just it fills your belly and it's not expensive. It's it's super reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's just really solid. I it's it's definitely on my late night list on the strip for sure. Um another spot that my drunk radar always tends to take me to is Grand Lux Cafe at the Venetian. Yeah. Grand Lux, you really can't go wrong. There's one at Venetian and Palazzo. They and we go there for breakfast every New Year's Day. I love Grand Lux. I always forget about it. I'm glad you brought that up. And then the only other place that kind of popped up for me for late night eats was Tom's Urban at New York, New York. They do a, a decent late night happy hour where they do half price appetizers and things like that. My wife and I went there on a trip back last spring. We didn't get into town until late at night and we didn't want to eat. We were hungry, but we didn't want to eat anything super heavy because we were bagged from the trip and we, we wanted to go to bed without feeling like a bag of garbage. And Tom's urban really just kind of fit the bill nicely because it was so, um, it was just decent sized portions, well priced, and yeah, it was it was just and it was kind of a cool vibe too. It, it, Tom's Urban is kind of a fun a fun spot to be, and the location is really good too. We were staying at Park MGM, so it was right right down the street in New York, New York. So those were my three spots for on the strip. Now that you said Park MGM, the Nomad Bar has a really great menu. Have you been there? Not as of yet, but it's another one of those places that is on my to do list to go and check out. I've heard absolutely incredible things so there's a nomad restaurant but then the nomad bars open late and they have i mean these crazy looking hot dogs this like kind of like fry i call it a fry roulette sort of sampler it's like different um things that are fried plus fries but yeah that place is very instagram instagrammable worthy food i guess but also great food so yeah. I like the way you put that fried roulette. I am uh I'm all about fried things with fries. So <laughs> Isn't that great? Much to my doctor's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, of course. <laughs> um let's head off the strip, which According to all of my friends who live in Las Vegas and everybody I talk to who's a local, they say 
you gotta go off the strip. You gotta get to some of these different places. The strip is great, but that's where the tourists go. If you want a real Las Vegas experience, you go elsewhere. You go away from the strip. So, so let's do that. Let's talk about some great off strip late night places. And again, some menu idea suggestions if you've got. Sure. So, um, I love off strip. So one of the first place that comes to mind is herbs and rye. So herbs and rye is this awesome, like steakhouse. They have half off steaks during their happy hour, which is I think eight to 10. And then again, from, I don't know, midnight to 3am or something. So half off steaks, they've got cocktails dating back to like the 1500s, you know, like you kind of go through the menu and you flip it and it's taking you through each century and which cocktail was like the light of the century, you know, um, or the decade or however it goes, but it, it it's really cool. So it's really, really dark and great, great steaks for a great price. Also Ferraro's, which is w- this wonderful Italian restaurant, which is so good. And they have a nice fair late night menu. That's a little bit more upscale and fresh. That's a great place. Um, so bootlegger is also another place. I don't know if you've been there. I have been to bootleggers bootleggers. I got taken to late one night by some friends after a show and I was blown away by the place. And it was, um, uh, there was amazing entertainment, which was, which was loads of fun. We were there late on a Monday night and it was, um, Clint Holmes's wife, Kelly Clinton, her open mic night where, she basically invites um, any local performers just kind of strolling in after their shows and coming in for a drink. And, hey, why don't you look at so-and-so from such and such a show? Why don't you come up and sing a couple of songs? And they do. And it was really cool. And the food was absolutely amazing, too. Yeah, that's definitely – Bootlegger is absolutely notorious for that. So I'm so happy to hear you were able to experience that. It's so fun. That's, you know, all the celebs back in the day used to go there. So it's so interesting that that it's still living on. Absolutely is. Yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. Um, Any any other off strip recommendations? Uh, Yeah. So folk him long. That's a great one. So um, it's faux. It's usually open very late in Chinatown. Uh, Great. It's so it's always packed. It doesn't matter what time of day you go. It's always going to be busy. That's a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in any foe you can you get is going to be great. Um, and then there there's a bar called the Golden Tiki, which is also in the same plaza, which I think is absolutely amazing. They don't necessarily have food, um, but it's still just if you're in the if you're at, at Folk Kim Long, you got to walk to Golden Tiki, which is like two doors down. So I had to throw that in there. Um, the other places I would recommend would be like Evil Pie, but that's downtown. Love Evil Pie. Absolutely love it. I, I've been there. I've only been there twice. And I don't know why I don't go more often because it's it's such a cool spot. And it's the atmosphere is amazing. And the pizza is when you're talking best pizza in Vegas, this is is miles ahead of Secret Pizza at the Cosmo. It's so good. I agree. And they're always coming up with like these really cool, you know, different pizzas. Like they just had, you know, I'm sure you remember that grasshopper invasion that we had in Vegas, which was awful. Yeah. But they decided to uh, make a grasshopper pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was genius. And it was these, um, it was these grass organic grasshoppers, honestly, from, um, Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Mexico, and they were seasoned and crunchy and they would put them on top of the pizza and I tried it. And I mean, I don't think I would like go and just grab a grasshopper pizza all the time, but it was great to try. (laughs) (laughs) When I go, I tend to stick with something a little more traditional. Uh, My favorite there is the hog wild. So it's uh, the bacon and barbecue sauce and there's onions on it. And it's a couple of different kinds of cheese. And it's just, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. I love evil pie. So you got to go back uh, again because they just recently launched an entire vegan menu as well, which is like really cool. So they have vegan wings. They have five new vegan pies. And one of them is they made the hog heaven into a vegan. I think they call it the meat eater or something. But yeah, so they have five vegan pies, vegan wings. They have this amazing cilantro aioli vegan dressing that they made it for the menu you gotta yeah go back and see what's new because i'm sure a lot has changed definitely um how do you feel about village pub at ellis island so ellis island oh my gosh i can't believe i even went past ellis island so ellis island actually has this brand new area it's called the front yard that they just opened i mean just a month or two months ago maybe it's brand new. So it's open late night as well. It opens at 3 p.m. during the day and then it's open later at night. It's like this open air area. Um, it's two stories. They have bands, live entertainment, huge uh, flat screens. We actually watched the Super Bowl there. Such a fun experience. And the food is completely different than what they have inside, like at Village Pub. But yeah, those, I mean, Village Pub, you really can't go wrong. You can get that seven ninety nine steak dinner, potato salad, beer for seven ninety nine. It's like crazy. I'm a huge, huge fan of their prime rib. the The fourteen ninety nine prime rib special in the Village Pub. That at two o'clock in the morning is. I mean, it's way more food than any one human being should eat at two o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> no one's thinking rationally at two thirty in the morning when you're drunk. Come on, exactly. That's exactly it. There's no rational thought when the guy comes out with the giant cut of prime rib for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna blow your mind. There's actually a secret menu item on there called the double cut, and it's the biggest piece of prime rib you'll ever see. It's two of two of those that you normally order, but they cut it. It's so thick. It looks like it's five inches thick. I was there late one night and I, I saw somebody at the table next to me order the double cut and it looked like they brought them a damn roast. Yes, you're right. And how do you even begin to eat that? Like you need a bigger knife. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's, that's, that's food to feed a family, not even a small family, a good sized family. (laughs) Good sized family, you're absolutely right. Or your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You. It's funny, you mentioned uh, you and I pretty much are, are completely copacetic on the off-strip spots. Herbs and rye that you brought up right off the top, I've been there a bunch of times um, with industry friends after shows for that late night. God, I can barely talk. I'm starting to drool. Um <laughs> <laughs> for that late night happy hour and the half price steaks. I mean, that that I would I would venture to say that is probably one of the best deals in Las Vegas when it comes to food. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely up there. 
no doubt about that. And they actually have another restaurant called Cleaver and Butcher that they open on the other side um, off of uh, Harmon or Paradise. And that is actually is also really good. That place, you have to go visit their sister property. And that's in the same shopping center as Tacos and Beer, which I forgot to mention is one of another great late night taco spots for industry people. That is that is literally the the only two things you need late at night is tacos and beer. Somebody, <laughs> some marketing genius nailed that in a big way. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think that pretty much covered my whole list. Um, can you think of any others that you might want to toss in as as possible suggestions in here? I, I think I feel like we kind of covered it. I'm, you know, I know we're going to hang up the phone, and I'm going to go. Oh, I forgot to mention, you know, this one, but. The list sounds pretty solid to me. I uh, I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Um, Lindsay, if people want to find you on social media, they want to uh, drool over your Instagram photos, uh, how can they go about doing that? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at the Las Vegas Foodie, one word. Um, you can find me on Facebook. It's the same, the Las Vegas Foodie. And send me a message. Um, people ask me all the time where they should go to eat. I think it's great if you start off by saying what you either don't like <laughs> or something you're specifically looking for. Like, I love this late night eat question. Um, but yeah, so shoot me a message and follow along. <laughs> Fantastic. Lindsay, thank you so much. I really do appreciate this. Thanks, Jeff. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Once again, if you want to check out Lindsay's amazing food photos, and trust me, you do, you can follow her on Instagram and Facebook at The Las Vegas Foodie and on Twitter at The LV Foodie. And I'll have links to all the spots we discussed in this episode in the show notes at JeffDoesVegas.com. And that wraps up yet another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show or any other episode for that matter, or you're looking for suggestions for your own Vegas vacation for where to stay, where to eat, what to see, or what shows to hit up, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas, or drop me an email directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 56 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. <laughs>